Hi, I'm KOA. And I'm Matt Nussbaum. Welcome back. This is The Drive Home. Hey, everyone. <laughs> it's It's been a while. It's so good to be back, uh, you know, in your ears. Uh, yeah. I forgot how much I hate your podcast voice. But anyways, <laughs> can you guys you. believe, can you believe that I was the one who uh, pre, like, asked to do this? I texted Ness on Sunday. I go, let's uh, let's try record this week. Can you believe it? But here we are now. I, I can't believe it. I mean, we're back. It's been it's been too long, and we are sorry for that. You know, life life gets at you. School gets busy. Um, it's just the two of us here for now, and uh, you know, for for the foreseeable future, it appears. You know, uh, we're putting we're putting Omar on the IR. Long-term IR. Yeah, he put himself out. He's doing a Ben Simmons. Yeah, Omar's pulling a Ben Simmons right now. Oh, that's a great point. Omar's All right. pulling a Ben Simmons. R- right. Omar's, Omar's Ben Simmons. He's getting fined for every episode that he's not on, just so you all know. Um, but so you're stuck with the two of us. Sorry about that. If you were really looking forward to hearing Omar's voice, well, you can shut the pot off. Now. Or you can go listen to all episodes. Yeah, or you can just go get your old fix, uh, get your old Omar fix. But if you are smart and don't miss Omar, then you should listen because we got a great episode for you here today. I am super stoked to talk about these movies. Um, I guess you guys already know what the movies are because you can see the title and you clicked on it. So you know what we're talking about. We are talking about the new Sopranos prequel. Many Saints of Newark. Is it Sopranos or Sopranos? Because you're saying, I think you're saying it wrong. I say Sopranos. I do believe it's Soprano. Sopranos. I believe it is the Sopranos, Sopranos but I, just, I say the Sopranos. Yeah. Just always... You have Italian blood in you, so what's going on? I, thought I you don't know, that. man. I don't know. It's just uh, Sopranos. This is a chain wearing Sopranos. in St. Louis, Missouri over here. Saying what it's... Is that, how does that have anything to do with anything? Anything. Okay. Um, Anyways, um, and then the second movie is Coda, which stands for... Uh, Child of Deaf Adult. Yes. Yeah. Child of Deaf Adults. Um, It's Sean Hader's coming of age movie that uh, premiered at Sundance this year and um, is out on Apple TV um, right now. So um, we're going to talk about that a little later, um, but we're going to start with uh, Many Saints of Newark. So this is a this is interesting and this is really fun because last summer, Omid and I made the decision. Why are you Why are you making that face? Omid's making a face. Yeah, it, it, started, it, but it, it was last summer. It took us a while. It took us a while. But last yeah. last like last year, Omid and I were sitting there, and we were like, "How have neither of us seen The Sopranos? We just had had never seen it." Sh- you know, shocking for me. You know, I don't know how I hadn't seen it. Um, what does that mean? I'm from New Jersey. Everyone from New Jersey. I'm from. I'm from. You're from South Jersey. I'm more connected to it than you are. Yeah, I'm from you, you wish. Rochester, right you across wish. from New Jersey. You wish. You You're wish, farmland, you wish. bud. Yeah, by the way, yeah, that, that shows you've never been to where I'm from. Um, really? Uh, I haven't picked you up before. I haven't dropped you off before. No farm. No farm. I'm not from the South Jersey. Farm. Where the hell do you think yeah, I'm from? South Jersey in general is, is farmland. Yeah, there's some farm down there. Um, but you know, I remember. I I know where in my house that the the vhs box set or it might be the dvd box set of the sopranos is in my house that my parents have um and so and we hadn't seen it and so we were like all right let's let's just watch it so we watched it you know we both kind of watched it around the same time it took us a little while to get through it um but we did it and then it was perfect timing for this movie and now look at us now we get to talk about the movie um 
and I don't know but about also you. The show. I, and the I, show. I'm telling us this is going to be more of a Sopranos episode. Yeah, then... we're talking about the Sopranos as a whole. So, you know, as we as we will say, always just a heads up. Spoiler alert for the movie, Many Saints of Newark, and for the show. Um, uh, yeah. We're not going to go crazy with the spoilers. So, but we just want to, we want to put that caveat there right now, just in case we say something stupid. Um, so you're not mad at us. So there's your spoiler alert. Don't yeah, come Meredith complaining don't to mad us. At us. Yep. Don't come. Has Meredith not seen this? She's actually in the middle of watching it. She's speeding through it. So she's live texting me. Oh, we'd love to hear that. Well, I don't get those live texts, Meredith. That's fucked up. That's, that's stupid. Um, but I'm, she's like, what? She started season five two days ago. She's about to finish it today. I'm like, how are you doing it so quickly? Right. But she, we, she just got to a very uh, big point in season five. We can that. She was okay. like, I fucking hate this show. Like, Good. Well, why would they do this? That's how it goes. Um, so, Omi, why don't you give a quick a quick synopsis of Many Saints of Newark for those who have not, have um, not had the pleasure of watching it? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, Many Saints of Newark is narrated by uh, Christopher Moltisanti. Um, uh, Chris is dead. In, uh, so Chris dies at the end of... Yeah, Meredith, stop listening. Chris dies. It's too, dude, Chris is, Chris is dead at the start of the movie. As soon as you watch this movie... It's no, but the, I'm giving back... I'm giving, it's, I'm giving, no, I know, but what I'm saying is it's a you know, spoiler alert, but it, yes, you know... Yes. You, have to, you have to have... You have to spoil Chris, that yeah. to talk about this movie because yeah. it's literally the opening scene. Chris is, you see Chris's grave in the opening scene. Chris dies at the end of The Sopranos. Tony kills him. Anyways, and that he's that Scott that that gets bring up brought up. Well, I've talked too much today. That has, been, that has been brought up in the movie. So what the movie's based on is Chris's dad. Chris's dad, who is Tony's uncle. You like you have a family, a family friend who's you're not actually related to them, but they're your uncle. Everyone has one of those. That's that's Chris's dad to Tony, and growing up, the closest like adult to Tony was Chris's dad. What's his name? I told Dickie. Dickie Moltisanti. Yeah, Dickie Moltisanti, and it talks about Dickie's like Dickie's presence within the family, as well as uh, as well as the uh, 1968 uh, New York riots, um, and yeah, uh, I don't. Have, the reason I'm struggling to say much is because if I can get into it now about my thoughts about the yeah, movie. Yeah, I think it's clear what your thoughts about this movie were. I I just think, I, I don't know why this was made. I trusted David Chase, who is the creator of The Sopranos. He didn't direct this movie, but he, I think he is a producer and he wrote it as he well. He wrote the movie, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, the, and Alan Taylor is the director of the movie. Alan Taylor did a lot of Sopranos episodes. Um, so he was very much involved in the creation of the sopranos he did a lot of great episodes of the sopranos and that's why when david chase decided to do this he he needed alan taylor to do it and uh alan taylor did yeah um i don't know it just this this movie didn't add anything it didn't it didn't do like it didn't provide any new story like not new storylines but didn't provide any like plot to or didn't give us any backstory even any additional backstory to the show um it just was a separate movie that i think it could have been it's like if it wasn't connect sopranos and they just did something like about like i'm not gonna pull up a random italian name but just a random family with this like with this type of story i think it could have been well but the fact that it's connected to 
such a great show and to those storylines i'm like it just felt like a disconnect between the two it didn't feel like the same thing it didn't feel like a prequel in, in any sense um it was cool to see the characters when they were younger i was like oh yeah that's still like x y and z that's uh whatever you know like that's supposed to see that's whatever um but also the movie i felt like made the audience feel dumb like it just dumbed down everything for me i feel like i, I was like you don't need to show me i, I watched it two weeks ago and i don't there's a certain scene where i just watched it with keon mm-hmm. um and i was like they didn't have to show that we couldn't infer that like that the sopranos is not a show where it gives you everything on a plate you have to figure it out on yourself right. so um yeah and, like I, I thought some performances were good um what's her name whoever the italian the the, the lady who the girl who comes over from italy she she, yeah, she was she was, she was wonderful good. um but other than that i thought it was a very forgettable movie i'm very disappointed but i still love the show don't get me wrong interesting yeah uh, that's that's interesting that you said that this doesn't add any backstory because this my add, like my no. feelings towards this movie are a lot of it really doesn't work and th- there's that's for a few reasons um i think most of all most of all because there's there's two sides of this right you look at it as just like a movie and then you look at it as part of the sopranos universe right as just a movie this is such an average middling gangster movie it, yeah it's it's a it's it, 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 it even teeters on on a bad gangster movie it's, it's very boring it, it follows the predictable line that so many gangster movies do it's just a crime drama that that really doesn't add a whole lot to the genre and doesn't do anything interesting or fun and so as a you know it, it, with that without the sopranos umbrella over it, it, it it's really not much now and and, and that's a shame because it's such an interesting concept using the 67 riots as like a backdrop and how oh. that plays in with you know the families right so you have the families and then you have Leslie Odom's character Harold who is you know a a a, a he was a, a a runner a drug runner and, a, and an associate of Dickie at a point and then he moves he leaves jersey he goes to the carolinas he comes back a little while later to start his own you know crime business basically um his own family um just not they're not italian they're black and it's that's a cool concept right like like that backdrop it's interesting but it it just doesn't really lean into it at all it just uses it when it's convenient you know what i mean there's a there's a scene in the movie there's a you know there's a couple murders in the movie as you would imagine and there's one murder in particular in which the riots kind of play a role in like um someone blames the riots for the murder and it's so so it just in moments like that it feels like they're just using the riots as a plot device and not actually immersing the story and merging it with that. So, so as a movie, it really doesn't do a whole lot. That being said, it is still a Sopran- it's, it's, it's in the Sopranos universe, right? And so for me, it's so great, like having more of these people, having more of this universe. And I really, really like that it's a prequel, right? Like David Chase has talked ad nauseum about how he's not he does not want to expand on the sopranos he's not going to tell you how the ending is to be interpreted he's not going to make a sequel nothing is going to happen after tony uh, spoiler alert after tony is in the diner you don't know anything after and nothing will ever happen. he doesn't want to do that and but he has this concept for a prequel you know like this and, and 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 that's fine and i think that's really cool and i like it and i think the movie flounders in its second under the second umbrella under the sopranos umbrella 
in its use of the main characters from the show, right? And so, not including Tony, who's in the movie, um, Gandolfini's son, Michael, is Tony in the movie, which is very cool, and we'll get to that, I'm sure. But you have a lot of the main guys from the series. Paulie Walnuts, Silvio Dante, Pussy, uh, you know, they're they're all in there. Why are you reading off all their, you know, nobody calls him Donnie Walnuts. Paulie Walnuts? What do you mean? Everyone calls him Paulie Walnuts. He's Paulie Walnuts. What are you talking about? Have you even seen that? He's Paulie Walnuts. Um, I call him Paulie Walnuts. Okay. I do. The, the problem is with the, the, the main characters, they just feel like kind of side pieces. You know what I mean? They're, they're just there to appease fans of The Sopranos and they don't add anything. Like, for instance, there's a, there's a scene. It's right at the end of the movie. Um, John Magaro plays Sill. And, and John Magaro's a great actor. I, you know, the, anyone that knows me knows that I absolutely adore The Big Short. And he's Charlie Geller in The Big Short and he's awesome in it. And uh, I love it. And First Cow is really not a great movie in my opinion, but Magaro's fine in, in that movie. He's a good actor. But he plays Sill and, he, and he's playing a caricature of Sill. And, it's, and, it, and it feels, I hated it. I hated it. He, he does like the signature Sill walk as he walks to the yeah. door. The arms kind of out and that's like i get what you're trying to do you're trying to embody the character but it felt more like a sketch of the characters than acting like how the characters would actually act he tries to talk like sill and, and it, it, it was so jarring it was like i'm rolling my eyes it was stupid you know like everything with paul you know billy magnuson plays paulie and it's the same thing it's just it, it it felt like they were just there to be props and not actually a part of the movie just to appease people. And I hated that. And, and it felt really wrong. That's, you know, even with that being said, I enjoyed this movie. I had a great time watching it. What? You were so nervous going into it. I, I was, thought, dude. I was, I was like, let's do it. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, because you've seen everyone else. Not yeah, dude. It. I mean, everyone, you know, uh, not everyone, but a lot of people are, are have not been on the on the on the wave with this movie and 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 believe me i'm not i'm not going to be singing to the heavens about this movie and and it's not it's not a great movie but it's it's the sopranos dude and so like you watch it i'm never going to watch this movie again but it was it was a while it was nice it was nice to see the characters and you know we can get into it but i thought what it did with tony and what it did with dickie and chris was great Everything else, not so much. But agreed. I yeah, I don't. I, I agree with the point in the sense of sure, it gives more backstory to Dickie Wilson. You don't. Have, you, we get none of that in the show. We none in the show. Him. They don't. He's mentioned. Was and that, that is it? Was that crazy to think that doesn't Chris goes like uh, Tony's like yeah, I know where the guy. Chris kills the guy that whacks Dickie. Okay, that's show. what I thought. Yes. Okay. But it never gets out. That it was June. No one knows that it was June. I mean, yes. you know, that's just the movie. That's that's the big the big thing in the movie yeah, is that because June, thought, Uncle June. And I also is thought the one that I was a little Dickie. like. I liked it. I liked it because June is always has that inferiority complex where you feel, but, exactly. It was so but, on but brand for that, that character. That's sure, but I also felt a little forced at the same time. Yeah, I. They were playing the. the what I didn't love is they're playing the game of like. Well, Dickie was going to die anyway, right? Because Odom's Odom's Harold was planning on killing him. Yeah. And so there's a, you know, there's a moment towards the end of the movie, well, not toward at the end of the movie, where Dickie gets whacked and you don't know who who whacked him because you know that there's there are multiple scenes of Harold plotting to kill Dickie, and so you you know that he's dying by the end of the movie, and then, you know, 
Chase and Taylor kind of pull the rug out from under us, and oh, surprise, it was June, not Harold. Yeah, it, it works because, like you said, that's June's character in the show. Uncle June, he's got this inferiority complex the whole the whole time in the show, and this is kind of the start of that. You know, he kills Dicky because Dicky laughed at him when he fell. You know what I mean? Like, well, it, more, it, it was more it, than that, but yes, yes, but it's that on brother, brother, that that's his brother what, chose Dicky over him. Yeah, yeah, but that's what that's what set him off. You know what I mean? That was the trigger, and that that feels on brand for the character, knowing what you know about him in the show, and they play June in the show. You know, it's like that kind of villain esque character and it works in the movie but it didn't uh, you know i thought it was fine i thought it was fine i thought it was fine uh, I, that and also like the race aspect of of the i don't know of them like with the riots like the backdrop of the riots with the, 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 that, but also like with harold's character too it just felt a little we have to I yeah dude the thing with the thing with what was your name um uh Josepina. Yeah, yeah, and and Harold, right, was just out of place. I mean, it it, it was it, unnecessary. It, it was on. It, it was. And, and it was unnecessary. Like we have to address this because it's twenty twenty one, and they never addressed it in the show. They did address it in the show, but more in the sense of like Italians in the show were raised are racist. And yeah, well, that's like a thing, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So at that time, at that time, yeah. And um, so, oh, uh, but yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. I just felt like a lot of it was forced and what wasn't forced didn't add anything to the story. And for me, if it's a prequel, it needs to set up something for the whole show. And I feel like... But doesn't but, it, doesn't no, it but, do that? But no, because no, it's a prequel. For me, I'm like, oh, I when I want a prequel of Sopranos, I think I want to like... Not get, I, I already, But we also feel like I already, I already... We already know so much about Tony's childhood through his interactions with his mom, through his interactions with his like... Like through through the therapy sessions X Y and Z, mm-hmm. and so I'm just like I kind of want to know how we got to the way like. But that's why the know. movie is out is about Dickie. It's not about Tony. No, I understand, and, but like, but, and but, I agree with you. But what, but what about Dickie adds to the show? If it's a prequel, well, it didn't. It's just connection. yeah. But see that it does. It adds, it, it it deepens Chris's character. It deepens, it deepens Chris's. Sure. sure. I, yeah, but also. I would have. I, I think yes you were about to say. Were you going to say like because and I feel the same way. I would much rather a movie that is about Tony climbing the ranks in the family. That's exactly Tony what I'm saying. Tony in the that's 20s, was, Tony in his 30s. Yeah, that's what I was How talking How does Tony about. get to be just, you know... That, that's, I literally just said that. Do you not listen to me? But you, you didn't finish your thought. You got sidetracked. You, because of the what I was going to say, did you know that they are now talking about making a sequel to this movie, another prequel, that is exactly that? I don't know if I'd watch it. I would watch that. I mean, Chase said that if he's he he would like to do it, and if he did it, that it would be Tony in his twenties, and he would only do it if he could do it with um, the guy that like co-wrote most of the Sopranos with him, and Uh, Terrence Winter. Um, I don't know if he did Mad Men. Uh, No, the Boardwalk Empire guy. Boardwalk, yes. Um, And he said he'd do it in a heartbeat. And so you know that that might come. This movie's doing really well. I mean, it's it did awful in the box office, but it's doing really well on streaming, like very, very well. They're top streamer, and so they're gonna do it if they want to do it. If Chase wants to do it, it's gonna happen. Yeah. And I think that would be an interesting movie. I think that you, you get a lot out of that portion of Tony's life. That, but I do think I I I get what you're saying. In the show, you get a lot about his childhood. You know a lot about the troubles with his mom and 
how his dad wasn't really there. His dad was in jail and the importance this, of Dickie. Literally, they showed the scene that we saw. The oh, film, yeah. Um, the makings of a varsity athlete. That, oh, oh, oh my God. The yeah. amount of times they said that, I go, we got They said it, it once. They said it once. No, they said it twice. They, they said, said a couple times that, times. like, oh, he's not going to make pro ball. Passing, he's not gonna... yeah. but, but there is the scene at the table where June says, you don't have the makings of a varsity athlete, which comes up huge in the show. Callbacks like that, I didn't no, mind. But I'm talking about the callback of the carnival where he's... Where, oh, they literally have uh, the carnival scene, right? Yeah, they literally exactly, have the carnival yeah. scene. I like that. I didn't mind that. I, I You know, I like that tie-in. I like that tie-in. I didn't mind that. But that's what I'm saying. We didn't know this shit. But it was cool to see it in action, in real time. Like how, and you could see how that would have an effect on Tony. And I and I and I thought Tony was that that character is good. Like you you see him and you see the same problems that he has in the show here present with Tony as a as a as a young kid. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the the insecurities. Like they're there the whole way through. And like the fact that he doesn't really fit in with the mob life the whole way. And and even though he grows to be you know Tony Soprano and what he is, he still doesn't belong really in the show, and 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 that shows here. And so I thought that was really cool. And and, and Michael Gandolfini is 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 really good in the movie. He's he, he's 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 totally he he embody he does embody Tony pretty well. In that you know, he's just he's got like that mean streak. He's got something to prove, and 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 the acting it, it comes off as that way. But he doesn't have a whole lot to do. You know, he's really just kind of there for the ride. Exactly. The it's you know yeah. like you said it's about Dickie and the guy that plays Dickie uh let me find his name um Alessandro Nivola is wonderful I mean I thought that he's performance good. was so good like so 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 good the evolution does. And, they, and I think the guy who plays Tony's dad is also good as well like, um, who plays Johnny yeah no yeah, John John, that's John that's 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 John Bernthal yeah, he's. I, I know, like he's famous. I thought he yeah. did a really good job. Yeah, I, I I agree. I thought he was good, and you know, there were a lot of cool things in in the movie, uh, in, and it explores some some cool things, and and you know, Tony growing. But to me, the most interesting stuff was Dickie and then Chris, and you can see like it, that adds such an interesting layer to the show for me. It's and it's the it's the best thing about the movie, in my opinion, in terms of like a lasting impact. And it doesn't it doesn't elevate the movie to be something really special or anything like that. But you, but, uh, but like, by the end of the movie, well, no, but I mean, I like by the by the end of the movie, Tony and Dickie are not talking, right? Like Tony feels very shunned by Dickie at the end of the movie, yeah. and they don't get to reconcile that they're about. Of course, they're about to do it, and he dies, and yada yada yada, and it's basic and it's lame. But the general thought that Tony has that he's harboring this anger for Dickie, and then you see Tony and Chrissy's relationship in the show, it it really deepens it you know it does a really good job of, like making their relationship in the show that much more special because you know chris looks up to tony the same way that tony looked up to dickie yeah. and you have that kind of betrayal of the character at the end you know in the end and it and it, and it works it's but really cool. i don't know if it tightens like uh chris's character in my i think it does I like i feel like to tighten chris's character why don't we get a look like give us a little bit of his like teenagers that give us a little bit of his childhood we don't we only see chris as an infant yeah yeah I, that's true i get what you're i i, I get what you're saying but yeah. that's you know uh, that's that's neither you would imagine that if they do make this sequel with tony in his 20s then you're gonna get chrissy growing up this teens, yeah, exactly. you get chrissy at the age that tony was in this movie yeah so that's you know that's interesting also i i the scene with carm dude this, so so Dude, so so I like I'm just looking at the cast list right now. 
Jackie was in this movie? I did not notice Jackie April. Did you notice Jackie? No. I did not notice Jackie. And then Artie. Yes, was, Artie. Was Artie the dude at the end? Like, who yes. was. What, yes, that's what I thought. So that's an awesome. That was an awesome scene. I love that scene. You get yeah. a little calm in there, like, and. and Artie, Tony and Artie's relationship. It's it, that was cool. Uh, there's like a 30 second scene, 30 40 second scene um, that has Tony, Carm, and Artie, and that was awesome. That was really cool. I like that. But aside from from those characters, all of the other main characters from the show, to me, felt like caricatures of themselves. They were treated as caricatures, yeah, and like, it just, yeah, just didn't work. Well, for yeah, yeah, you know, it was cool, but. That's kind of just what it, what most of it was. It was like, all right. So, generally speaking, the movie was a disappointment. You know, for me, knowing a Sopranos movie was coming and this is what we get. I didn't love it. But I think there was a lot to like. I, I had a good time watching it. And it's it, at the end of the day, it was two more hours of The Sopranos. And it wasn't offensive to me. That I know some people have found it not like offensive in like a literal sense, like offensive to the series. I didn't find it to be that, that egregiously bad. But that's just well, me up this morning gotcha yeah i mean that was great man just hearing that it was like ooh. oh hearing succession steve so i guess oh dude i i i know we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there but um so yeah i mean you got any last any last thoughts on many saints in newark go watch the show yeah i mean go watch the show i mean there's no reason not to not to watch that show um shout out to my boy i didn't text you this but meredith texted me and i go i like i like Artie's my favorite character and she responds she goes you do not need to love every chef in every show. It's... <laughs> oh, that's like, such I was like, a good the funniest point. thing you've ever texted me. Oh, that's so good. Um, good point though. But but yeah, yeah. so yeah, go the... watch the show. It's yeah, go watch the show. It's on HBO. There's the the movie's on HBO too. I have to send this article. Trying to read it. My mom. Oh, so my mom actually watched The Sopranos while I was watching it. She actually finished it before we did, mm-hmm. which I thought was so funny. But the New York Times put out an article like why everyone's watching The Sopranos now. Uh, I'm gonna give it a read. But my mom said it was like a really good read. Really yeah, good dude. I mean, the Sopranos Howard, is, is, is Sopranos at an all-time high viewership right now. Yeah, how it like and how it reflects with uh, how it reflects today's world we're living in. So, well, anyways, go watch, go watch the go watch the show. That's all I got to say. Yeah. If you have any thoughts on the Many Saints of Newark, if you saw it, let us know what you thought. Um, if you're, we'll which try side to tag. We'll try to link the article because I just found it. Yeah, sweet. Um, but yeah, so let's uh, let's make a little shift, a little, a little, a little different type of movie, a little bit different of a of Still a coming vibe of age. between the many. Say- That's true, but it's not you know again. East Coast based. Newark, Newark wasn't really. Newark was about Dickie. I know, I know, but that's about uh, that's about. Uh, I love Jersey movies. I love movies in Jersey. East Coast based. So nice. um, what, else? what else can I say? Dysfunctional family. Yeah, family dynamics, all about families. Yeah. All right, whatever. Let's stop. Let's stop toe-tapping around this. Of course, we are talking about Coda, the Sean Hader film. Um, are you sure it's Sean Hader? Yes. It's, it's, okay. You've heard her. You've heard her pronounce her name like that. I am. I am confident that she, it's a. It's that she's it's not, Sean. She's not English. Um, I am. I am so confident that you say that name, that. Sean. Okay. We'll look it up after, and I will issue an apology to to miss hater if i am yes. wrong but i'm sure it is it is sean um this came across i mean i'm sure both of our of our plates um when it premiered at sundance way back in january 
Um, no, I didn't. I chose not to watch. Like I, yes. I watched the movie at Sundance. So, so Sundance this year was virtual, and you so were this able. Is January, so yeah, January. Sort of. Sort of said it was like a like this a, is actually pandemic, pandemic. Yeah, yeah. End, End of, of January, January, it was totally virtual, and you know you could purchase tickets to see showings of 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 the movies that were uh, you know being filmed or being being shown at Sundance. Coda was one of them. It was like I had made like a little list of movies that I wanted to see and I ended up not going with Coda. Um, Coda then won the grand jury prize at Coda. I mean at, at Sundance. And so from that moment I was very, very excited to see it, but it it didn't come back out until a couple months ago on Apple TV. It is still on Apple TV right now. So if it was you, the highest uh, acquisition, highest acquisition at Sundance. I've yeah, like yeah, dude, it was huge. They, how much did they spend? They spend. I have it right here on the Wikipedia. Twenty-six million. Twenty twenty-five million. I'm seeing. Million, yeah. Apple Apple bought it for twenty-five million um, at Sundance. But like I said, it won it won grand jury. It was a big deal. Um, a lot of buzz came out of Sundance from it. Um, and so yeah, it's on Apple TV right now. So if you're interested after what we talk about it, you can go and catch it. Then um, a little a little background on the movie, CODA stands for Child of Deaf Adults, C-O-D-A. Um, CODA's about a family in a fishing town in Massachusetts, um, and the family is, uh, you know, mom and dad, daughter and son. Um, mom, dad, and son are all deaf, and the daughter, Ruby, is the only hearing member of the family, and so... The film follows her experience. Um, she appears to be what she like a senior in high school, I guess. Yeah, she's a she's a senior in high school. Yeah, and so it follows her. You know, it's a coming of age movie. It follows her time through her senior year and her life and how it balances between being the only hearing member of her family and this is kind of you know ugh, I'm rolling my eyes, but and she loves to sing. You know, oh, she's such a great singer. Um, of course, the, 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 the child of deaf adults loves to sing and her parents can't hear her sing. That's right. Isn't that real, real funny, real original? But, um, but it follows her, her time. She joins the choir at school and she forms a relationship with her choir teacher. And the movie follows her. She goes through and explores music and, you know, wants to go to college for music at Berkeley. Um, well, and... she doesn't, she gets introduced yeah. she wasn't planning on going to college no that's what i'm saying she joins she joins the choir and yeah, falls yeah, yeah. in love with music and sees this as like a so has the opportunity to to go to berkeley um and it, it kind of takes off from there so it's the path of how her and her family kind of balance this um the movie like i said it's it, it it's on apple tv it's streaming right now um i saw it a couple weeks ago week and a half ago maybe sorry last night and i mean i really liked this movie i was a very big fan of of, of this one um for for for, for a multitude of reasons i mean it, it's it's a pretty basic movie and, and you know i just touched on it like of course you know it doesn't add anything new it's, it's a, a it's, very formulaic movie but very formulaic dude it's it's it, again of course well, like, the child of deaf adults she's a singer and she's a really good singer but you know they have no idea that she's a good singer and it's it, it follows the beats the classic beats of 
so many coming of age movies. Exactly. Like, oh, Same there's with the, the romance situation. There's the boy. Too. Exactly. There's the yeah. there's the boy that she really oh. likes, and you know she doesn't think she likes him, and then they fight, and they make up, and it's a whole you know, it's a it's a it's a very sweet movie. It's 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 very formulaic, and it follows the beaten path pretty much to a T. There are a few stray moments. Yeah. But, but it follows the beaten path to a T. But my my general feeling about this and 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 what I think is there's a reason, man, that 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 the path is beaten, right? There's a reason that these tropes exist. There's a reason that these movies there's a formula. It's because when it works, it works so well. Like this movie is it's 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 really tight. The, the acting all the way through is so good the lead amelia jones did you know that she's british dude i, I have no not. idea i listened to an interview from her she's fucking british as soon as she opened her mouth i, I lost my mind i was like you serious yeah the british do it well they, they can really do the american accent. they can really do the american accents it's awesome dude and you know marley matten um of of the west, west wing. wing yes uh, yeah dude of course i was like oh this is this is awesome and and so the mom Marley Martin, the dad, and the brother. You know, Marley Martin is the only one an Academy Award. Deaf actress to win, yeah, an Academy Award. Yeah. Um, but so they're actually deaf, um, which is, it seems so simple, but you could totally see a world in which they cast hearing people in a deaf role, and that would be ridiculous. Um, but they didn't, and they're all really good. The, 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 the acting is, is really solid. The teacher, Mr. V, he's very good in the movie, playing that kind of out there, quirky you know inspirational music teacher um it, it, it's just a lot of the movie works and there's a reason that you have the 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 the, the basic coming of age stories and the reason they keep getting made is because when they're good they're good and that's how i felt about coda is that it's not groundbreaking it's it's not defining a genre or anything like that but it's just a good movie. It just works, and there's a reason that they make movies like this. So, uh, you know, I can get I'll get more in depth in later. I'd love to hear your general your general um, thoughts. But yeah, I agree. I, I, like I said, it was, that is very formulaic, but it also work. Like as like, times I was like emotional. I do think the death the death situation of like having deaf parents is that is that that's that's that that's that's something unique. You don't get a coming of age mm-hmm. story that incorporates that. Um, but like I'll talk about like how like it, it does try a little bit too hard to be like look at this coming like i'm like i was like some points i was like relax like why are you guys trying so hard like this yeah, the story is good without you adding this element or you adding this plot twist like plot like plot line that's irrelevant I, um the high school students acting like that i anytime like mm-hmm. coming of age movies where high school students act realistic it's like a extra star it's huge because, yeah because because this is like 2021 you know how our high school students react They're, they literally control the media at this point like any tiktok trends and like high school students don't act like that anymore like i sure i maybe i'm six years or six seven years removed from high school now but like you don't know kids like that that like the reason that i think i love budgets edge of 17 are spectacular now is because in those in those movies the, those high school students are not acting like they're not caricatures of high school students they're actual mm-hmm. high school students or mm-hmm. like portraying ones that, um i thought I thought this movie has a lot of heart. So it was unexpectedly funny. I also had no idea this was a coming of age movie going into it. I was like, what kind of, what is this? What is happening here? And then like 10 minutes in, I realized, oh, okay. I'm going to like this because what's my favorite genre, Matthew? Mm-hmm, exactly. That's why I knew you'd like it. Yeah. Um, um, it's right up the alley. And I, yeah. So I, and 
like I said, like I really like that just 17 and I think this is very similar. Uh, like it's a very similar vein as and also it's very funny that her best friend is with her brother, which is also what happens in Edge of Seventeen yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, nice little nod. And there. also, also, and also, there's a Kooks post, Kooks poster in her room and also in her locker. And if you know me, the Kooks are one of her favorite bands. So I was like, okay, this movie was made for you. I mean, this is another half star. Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I wouldn't say I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be like a three point seven five four. On my scale, because at the day, a lot of the, it was very predictable. But at the day, it was emotional, um, a coming of age story done right, and I thought the performance was great. And I think the fishing aspects of it all were hmm. I don't know. Like I, I, I understood the point of it, but it also just felt very it just was there for to provide conflict it wasn't like it didn't feel like a real conflict if that makes sense yeah i i i, I do get what you're saying but it that's a real you know what do you mean you got these small fishermen that this happened this happens all over the country that they're getting squeezed and squeezed and squeezed until it reaches a point where they can't but it's survive not a anymore. story about that no it's not about that but that it's, it's you know that's sure 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 but that's what's going that's what's going on i i think that what makes the movie and, and, and it would be so easy for this movie to go could go wrong, but I do think that the portrayal of deaf people in the world today was really good. Like they are very much their own people. They're they're not crutches. You know what I mean? Like they don't struggle to live. They have their house. Like they have a nice family. They have a good business. Like they don't treat them like some fucking people with. You know what I mean? Like. It, it, movies all the time they treat people with disabilities as if they're like second class or they don't know what they're doing and they, they have no way of living and it's and it's so fucking dumb it's like do you do you have you never met someone with a disability like do you have no idea what that means and, and, and how that works and so I thought like the funniest thing you know like it, it, it becomes a plot point a couple times in the movie is you know how sexually active her parents are and it's just like one of those small things but it's like yeah obviously like you know deaf people still have sex yeah and you wouldn't even think about it but this movie treats it it just treats it like it's nothing the the thing is like the movie is about ruby who is hearing in a family of 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 deaf people but it doesn't treat the movie it's not how do the deaf people how do her how does her family fit in society right the movie is about how does she fit in with them right like she is the black sheep they're not the black sheep she's the black sheep and it's about how she has to deal with that, not how her parents have to deal with that. Her parents are living great lives, you know. Just because they, just because they deaf, has not no impact, right? Like they're not treated as less than. It's 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 about her trying to fit with them and not the other exactly. way around. And I think that's really it's it, it's it's really nuanced, and it's so easy for that to have gone wrong. And so, I I, I like that. I like that a lot. And then I I, I would be so you know remiss to talk about and again spoilers but there's a scene in this movie which is going to be like probably so my I top thought, five scenes of the movie so i of the so year. I, I reread your review mm-hmm. after i watched it and so i thought something i didn't realize that was a scene you're talking about so i watched the scene and i was having i was already having playback issues with my uh with with the uh, whatever i was watching it on oh uh, really okay um and i was like 
okay, what's going on here? Is this something yeah. wrong with my computer? Like, so I went back. So I literally rewinded it, tried it again. I go, what's and you're like, what's going, going on here? And then you realize. And then well, I so, realized. So, so to, to clue everyone in, and again, spoiler alert for a really great moment. So if you're planning on watching this movie, I would suggest you don't listen to what I'm about to say, but I want to talk about it. So a big plot point in the movie is Ruby is in the choir and she gets picked to do a duet at their at their concert right at the big the big school concert she's doing a duet with her you know boyfriend dude that you know they fight and then they make up whatever and so a lot of the movie there there are multiple scenes of them practicing this song and like trying to work it out and 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 it's great it's you know and they're they're going through it and we and, know how it sounds we know how the right well not per we don't every time they sing it it's fucked up like we don't get to hear them do it perfectly sure. like, they're, they're practicing it and you know the harmonies are off and they, they they're not comfortable with each other and, and in the way that a duet really works you know and so the recital comes and you hear the first couple of songs you know they give you snippets of the first couple songs of ruby singing and you know the family is in the audience and they obviously can't hear it so they're they're kind of feeling it out and like everyone's listening and clapping and the family doesn't really know what to do right because they've never been to a choir recital here and then they introduce the duet and ruby and the boy i can't remember his name they walk out and they're about to start singing and the movie cuts its sound and it goes silent for about a minute and a half and it's them singing the duet and everyone else in the audience is cheering and they're 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 clapping they're crying and they're having an emotional experience it's clearly very good and you know that it's very good because you've heard the makings of it in the practice before but you haven't heard it perfectly and and, and it robs us of the moment i mean like it it, it 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 robs us of this this the climax of the movie i was waiting for it all to come together for this yeah. beautiful moment at the recital where her and God, it's gonna piss me off. Her and what is what's his Miles? Her and Miles have this moment, and they rob it from us. And now we're in the shoes of her parents and her brother, and you can't hear it. And man, uh, it was a gut punch, and it was. I sat there, my jaw dropped. I, that stylistic choice is just so good it's it, it's such a good decision to make and like you didn't have to it's one of those things you might not even think about you're like yeah you're just gonna yeah you know, the concert's gonna happen and they're out of place and, but no you put them and it robs the audience of that feeling like the family's being robbed of the performance but it it was really good and i was floored by it and that moment really stuck with me and, and it was at that moment where i was like holy shit like this is this is really well done and, and you know like bravo uh, i i I really liked it, and then I was totally bought in, and you get the the whole way through, and then uh, the ending, as cheesy as it was, was great and enjoyable, and I had a smile on my face, and uh, I just thought it was so well done, man. I really, I really liked that scene, and it and it, and it yeah. elevated the whole movie. I think another scene that adds to like the nuance, situ- like nuance situation of the film of having a of just putting this perspective on deaf people and having a deaf family while you're the only one who. Who who was hearing? Was this was the brother? Uh, oh, si- yeah. Was the brother storyline at the end yeah, where he confronts great. his sister and he's like, "Listen, like, I'm no the brother. I should be the one taking care of the family, but everyone relies on you because you're the only one who can hear. Like, mm-hmm. I hate being baby and I hate being coddled. Like, and it's just like something you don't think about when you're like when you're when you when you don't you don't you don't think about that situation where it's like there always like when, when you when you have a disability like that or like able bodied like that you have to 
have someone to rely on and like they and you don't understand you might not understand the feelings or the 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 situation they're dealing with when when they're experiencing that or they're just living life they're like you they want to be independent themselves and i think that scene where she where the where the brother confronts ruby and Beale is like listen like i love you but like i need you should go i need to take care of control of this like this is my responsibility and I, and, and I, he also is a, i thought his character is great because he's like why do we let people why do we let them why do we let Nora? why do we have like, to why do we have to go exactly, to them why can't they exactly, come to why, us why can't they learn sign language why do we have to appease them why can't it be the other way around and mm-hmm. it's something like and that's it's true i feel like a, it's like if people who aren't like quote unquote normal life's so much harder for them because no one else is going to adjust to their situation everyone mm-hmm. has to adjust to whatever the status quo is so exactly dude like, uh, again great... just another great yeah. way that you don't get you don't get people with disabilities were treated in the movie yeah, yeah, yeah i mean yeah. great great representation you're right that character was so nuanced i mean him and ruby they fight towards the end of the movie quite a bit and there's like they're butting heads and for me you weren't sure why they were butting heads at first i think they're butting heads because he wants his sister to grow you know he wants his he he doesn't want his sister to hang back he he sees her potential he wants her to go and flourish and there is a little bit of that but that scene that you said it it reveals it's like no that's not what it is like he feels left out you know like he feels like she is holding him down and it's it, it was just a twist it was just a little twist and having such a complex side character like that i mean you know that's what makes a coming of age movie like elevates it the best coming of age you know i I can talk about ladybird all day long what makes that movie special is how all of the side characters even if you only see them for two scenes are fleshed out with their own intentions and their own lives and you can feel it and you see how that interacts in the movie and that's what coda does pretty well you know what i mean like everyone has their own lives everyone has their own intentions like everyone is fleshed out they're not just there to serve ruby and the story they are part of the world they're creating this world that ruby is in and that makes for a great coming of age movie so it's it's a really sweet movie not a whole lot to not like you know i guess if you don't like coming of age movies at all then you're probably not gonna like this one but it's still has some heart. That but even, even so, right, cold, that's what I'm saying. Like if even you, if you're like cold Unless you have an ice-cold heart. Yeah, 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 if yeah. you have an ice-cold heart and you hate feeling good, don't watch Coda. Don't put it on. Don't do that to yourself. But if you do, toss it on. I think it's worth, I think it's worth a watch. Um, Coda's on Apple TV, and it's, it's you know, it's sub two hours. It's probably right around that two-hour mark, if I had to guess. Um, and it's well worth every minute in in my opinion very sundance movie very like yes, I, watched yes. it. I was like that's why this one grand jury and, just, and, and also how it was filmed was like yep okay this was this, yeah this i mean you, you knew this was you knew yeah. this was as soon as they submitted this to sundance you knew they were taking it and you knew it was gonna do very well with yeah, the crowd so because true. that's just how it is but there's nothing wrong with that man there's nothing wrong with that I liked it. Coda is currently sitting at the top of my movies of the year um, on my really? list, sitting at number one. I mean, we have quite. This is a nice little segue. I mean, we we've got quite the slate of movies coming out. We are yeah. fully in Oscar season, everyone. Go to your movie theaters if you do feel so comfortable, uh, because there's so many great films coming out. You know, Bond is out right now. Go check out the end of the Daniel Craig era. Um, we have. Uh, the the last duel, the new Ridley Scott, that is out. Oh, Ridley Scott, what are we gonna? We have. We should watch the last duel. Yeah, we we will, we will, we'll get there. Um, 
so in we do two that days, episode. in two days, the long-awaited Denis version of Dune is coming out. We have New West with the French Dispatch coming out. We have New Edgar Wright, Last Night in Soho, coming out next week. There's there's quite a bit coming, and they're just going to keep coming, and I can't wait because I think a lot of great movies are coming. Um, I feel like it's been a slow year, but that's going to pick up. But for now, Coda is safely sitting right there at the top of my list, and I, I you know, I, I couldn't be mad about that. So that's all for us today thanks so much for sticking with us sorry about the delay and the break between our episodes we promise it won't take us that long again um but that's all we got for now see you or talk to you next time booyah